Hey everyone, and welcome out to episode 98 of Another Name More Podcast. It's the Christmas special. That's why, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm wearing my Chewbacca onesie. Because, honestly, you know how, like, couples and people, like, it's always Christmas time. They're like, oh, I'm going to wear, you know, this uh, festive Christmas Santa hat or an ugly sweater or this and that. I have none of that stuff because, honestly, I'm not really, like, the biggest Christmas fan or celebrator, so to speak. I mean, it's an enjoyable holiday. Um, personal note, anyone who knows me, I live in Southern California. I'm from New England, so I really don't have any uh, family out here. So, you know, it's not really... And as, as you get older, you kind of like are like, ah, it's not the same. Like, you know, when you're a kid, it's like all about the presents and cool stuff. And then in teenage years, you're just like, mm, give me money, give me gift cards. Then when you get a little bit older in those in-between years, it's like, okay, it's cool. I get to, you know, see my family. And then when you get later on in life, it's like, oh, now it's your turn to like see your kids' eyes light up when they get presents. For me, I'm at that age where I'm just like, it's Christmas. Okay, cool. Uh, got time off from work. <laughs> but that's, you know. Uh, so I was trying to like toy around the idea of what kind of Christmas theme episode to do. And I was like, well, do I just go through and once again have to defend gremlins as the greatest christmas movie ever uh or the pros and cons of die hard being a christmas film uh whether or not nightmare before christmas is a christmas film or halloween film or is it really overrated there's a lot there's a whole avenue of christmas related things that could happen instead guess what it's gonna be a normal episode <laughs> honestly i'm not like i, I just <clears throat> I was like, well, I was like, between my comics and everything else and games I've been playing, I was like, you know what? We're almost, the year's almost over. I still have my end of the year episode, which is going to be going over like all my top nerdy things for the whole year. So I was like, well, that's going to be a special episode. This one, I'm just going to be doing a normal episode because I just did that very long and horribly timed editing. Uh, no Way Home spoiler episode with Chris. Uh, if you haven't already, go check that out. Also, saw the numbers. Thank you, everyone who checked it out, who reached out to me and were like, you know, that was, yeah, we love that film too. Uh, obviously, you did. Uh, at the time of recording this, I believe it's about to hit a billion dollars, which is crazy. That's with world international numbers included. Um, I mean, honestly, I could do a whole other Spider-Man episode. Uh, it was very enjoyable. Uh, but instead... I just want to do a normal episode, just, you know, talk about games I've been playing, talk about comics, you know, TV shows, because, you know, having time off from work and limited schedule, finally, I'm like, catching up on everything, which has been so much fun to actually, like, get to catch up on everything, because I feel like I've been falling so far behind on reading comics, uh, playing games, and just TV shows, and this and that, I was like, man, I need like i had like a couple days off in a row and i was like i'm just gonna sit down i'm going to read all my comics that i got i'm gonna go buy my new comics because i have time to go to the comic book shop i'm going to catch up on some games like start some new ones that i got i'm gonna finish some that i already started that i just kind of pushed to the side i was like i'm uh you know get catch up on my recordings um, that's why there's been a lot of videos going up on YouTube. Cause I finally was like, okay, I have all the stuff I've been recording. Let's post it. Let's edit it. Let's get it going. Let's make the thumbnails. Cause it's kind of like a one man operation. You know, it's a nerd named Mark. It's not Mark and friends, which would be kind of cool. That is something that would be, I have been entertaining the idea about, which 
down the road stuff things but yeah um you know and getting into more gundam model kits like if you're watching on youtube i have it folded up behind me there's my little rig for my camera so i can actually start streaming better perspective videos of building model kits and yudos and sodos and mini plaz and gunplas and sd gundams 144 scale 100 scale like everything that's my main focus right now from content is you know i've been from a youtube standpoint been really heavily focused on tokusatsu some movie trailer reactions a few movie reviews here and there but let's face it Longtime listeners or those who have gone back, I built the foundation of this podcast on a whole wide range of different forms of nerdy like media, whether it was comics, video games, conventions, mainly, you know, anime. There's a whole wide and like with time constraints, I haven't been able to like, you know, equally show a lot of love to those different forms. I focused heavily on tokusatsu, like I said, which is. Not easier, but I'm watching that every week, and it's a half hour of my day to watch it and then just be like, record, boom, edit it real quick. I, but with comic books, it's like, there's not more to it. And same with games and this and that, hooking up the capture card and, you know, whether or not I want to do Switch con like gameplay or bring over the Xbox or the PlayStation. You know, I have retro consoles too, and I finally got adapter to hook up my capture card for some retro consoles. So there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of expanding. And I'm going to go over that with in my first episode of the year, which is going to be very heavily focused on what to expect in 2022. A lot of collaborations are in the works right now. I mean, let's face it, the last year I've had a good amount of guests on, good friends of mine, this and that. I want to expand more. Um, you know, I love my friends. They're always going to be coming back on the show. But there are some other creators that I've been dying to work with, and that's... Something I will be getting into more probably on my top stuff of 2021, as well as my episode talking more about what I'm working on in the new year. Some of the stuff is very early on. A lot of stuff is long term towards the summer because there's a lot going on in my personal life. So, yeah, uh, man, I think I'm gonna start with games real quick. If You know, let's go old school. Let's start with the video games like like I used to. So I got this game a while ago. I started it, I got like two, three chapters in, and then I was like, uh, I don't have the time to focus on this, a lot of dialogue, long game, this and that. Finally sitting down, I've been putting in the hours in Disgaea 6, uh, the Defiant, Defiance of Destiny. Disgaea is one of my favorite franchises. I have every Disgaea on PlayStation back from Disgaea 1 on the PS2 all the way to now, and the best part about this being on the Switch... I think it's a Switch exclusive, actually, um, is one. It still looks really freaking good. They changed the character designs a bit for, from a graphics standpoint. But, man, it looks good. It's still hilarious as ever. And this is one of my favorite franchises that I've put years and years into. And tons of money because I have every physical copy. I've gotten a few collector's editions. I love this guy so much. So I finally dove back into that. I want to say realistically from a story standpoint, I'm like halfway, a little bit over halfway through it. And anyone who's played a Disgaea game knows that's still a lot of hours because you do have to grind for XP levels and leveling up your weapons, getting your skills. And stuff. So like that's a lot of time to put into that game just to get halfway. Another game, which this one I'm not so 
worried about, but I'm chipping away at it because I've beaten it on Steam and all the DLC. Uh, you've probably seen my streams back when I first started streaming again last year when I was streaming the DLC. I think I have a video or two here on the YouTube channel with this game, but I had to pick it up on the Switch. I talked about it before. I'm still going in to Dragon Ball Z Kakarot plus a new Power Awaken set. Sadly, this one does not have the Trunks DLC with it. It is everything else but that. So it has the uh, Battle of Gods and Resurrection F uh, DLC. This game, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, is probably the pivotal in the necessity of a Dragon Ball Z game because it has open world RPG elements, side stories, level system, like everything about this game is what I always wanted from a Dragon Ball Z game. Like the Dragon Ball Fighters and Budokai and Budokan and all that other stuff. Like those are great games for fighting games. Love them. Even going all the way back to Ultimate Battle 22 or Final Bout, which, you know, graphically was trash. But at the time on PlayStation, I remember I had something called a Goldfinger plugged in the back of my PlayStation. I had to put a little spring in the top of the thing. And in order for me to play it, I would have to... Put in a regular game, pop up at the top, put that one in, close it, and it would play. Because, yeah. Because uh, international games and all this other jazz. But that, like, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is so, so good. I, it's one of the, I think it's one of my, my favorite games of the last, like, two years. Like, easily in my top five. Like, it is that good of a game. And I mean, it's not that I put so much time into it on Steam, and then on Steam, they added a card game in there, and I put a lot of hours. I streamed that card game a lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> that was, like, my thing. I would have coffee in the morning. I would be doing a stream on Twitch, playing just a card game. People would come through, hang out. I know there's some card game videos on the YouTube channel, but that was Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. And lastly, uh, this game has been on my backlog since it came out. It's still recent. It's not that old of a game, uh, but... Everyone talking about it and hyping it up. Like, I personally was just like, I'll wait. I don't, I don't know if I need it. You know, do I? And it was a gift from my lady. Uh, I'm finally starting playing Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy from Eidos Montreal and Square Enix. Uh, I'm so pleasantly surprised by this game. Like, it caught me off guard. It's actually a lot of fun. I think I'm like four or five chapters in. And I was like, this? I could see why so many people were like saying this was their game of the year. This was the game that they enjoyed the most this year. Because as of right now, this is up there with Resident Evil 8 for me. I'm like, this is actually enjoyable. I'm loving this game. Like, it is so much fun. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to finishing it. it oh, visually, it looks so good. Um, just, mm everything about it, like the different costumes this and that like they put a lot of care into this game and it shows and i i don't want them to get other marvel properties to do you know it would that would actually be very appealing um other games i'm playing that i don't have physical copies of obviously i'm still playing pokemon unite that's a thing uh for brilliant diamond for pokemon i am done with the main pokedex the Sinnoh pokedex i'm about two-thirds done with the national pokedex I should probably have that done in a couple weeks. Like, I'm not playing that a lot now. I'm just chipping away at it. Like, that's my favorite thing I say with games. I'm like, I'm chipping away at them, you know? Because I don't have the... I can't... I don't have the time to sit down and play a game for, like, four or five hours in one sitting. I would love to. 
But even right now, at the time of recording, I'm dealing with a hand injury, which you can't really tell too good on camera. Um, it's a metacarpal issue. So what happens is there's something wrong with my hand. Uh, just I've had carpal tunnel. Uh, I've had that corrected, but it's basically, you'll get like, it looks like almost like the bone sticking out of the back of your hand. It's a swollen inflammation. It hurts. Like I can't, I couldn't make a fist. Uh, like this is as far as I can open up my hand. So like I could usually do this with my hand. I can't do that with my hand right now. This is as far as I can open it without like being in the worst pain of my life. Not my worst pain of my life because I've broken my leg and I've had knee surgeries and I've been my back and I've broken my collarbone. So I will say it's just unbearable pain that and it cramps up like even making a fist hurts so i'm kind of you know not really playing too many video games right now because of that but thankfully because i'm not playing a lot of video games you know it doesn't hurt my hand a lot reading comic books because comic books i know i know i've been neglecting my comic book hauls and buying comic books so much lately and i feel bad because like man i love comics and I have a whole other video that I'm working on right now. Um, don't really want to give away much. It's it's definitely going to be divisive. It's definitely going to piss a lot of people off. But it's a lot of topics that a lot of people are bringing up good points on. And I think uh, a lot of people aren't really eloquent in the way they're presenting the arguments. Not even an argument. They're presenting their point of view. Um, it seems very clickbaity and this and that, and I kind of get bothered by videos like that, especially in the comic industry, like with the new Punisher design, everyone was instantly going, you know, clickbaity and being like, oh, it's because the Punisher symbol was being used by the, whatever, the left or the right. I don't even know. Like, it's one of those sites. And like, you know, it also was like, oh, they're going to change them. And I'm like, that's, it's, it's more, it's a tombstone. It's like, this is not canon this is like you know an arc and that's it like one uh, a quick story it's not permanent like so many people are just so quick to like be like oh this is that like blaming this side or using a ist word at the end or a phobia a phobic and it's like come on like these are comics why are we at the point where like you you can't properly convey a criticism like without attacking someone else and that really bothers me and that's something i'm really going to be working on going forward is presenting all these my opinions and all these comic book news and big changes within different studios and i'm going to present them in a way where you can understand it without you know name calling or being negative or just shitting on something like there are ways to talk about comics. the punisher thing is what got me the most and then also with the whole matrix resurrection situation going on like i even got called something because I said, me personally, didn't I did not enjoy it. I'm not saying it's trash. I'm not saying it's a horrible film. I did not enjoy it. It wasn't for me. It just, I got, I was bored. And at the same time, that's my history of The Matrix. The first film, I saw it in theaters. I enjoyed it. And then, you know, the second one had some cool action sequences, like that freeway scene and this and that. And then the third one was kind of just like a jumbled mess. And even though the CG was wonky, I did kind of like that fight in the rain. It kind of reminded me of like a Dragon Ball Z fight. But it wasn't that great of a film. And I'm still in the vast minority of people who think that Morpheus is the main character of the Matrix trilogy. I think he is. I think he's like he was basically the driving point of the story, which I'm going to do in a whole Matrix video. I'm actually going to do a Matrix video. I didn't want to. But then I was like, 
man but so me literally saying i didn't like the matrix i got called a phobic word and i was like but all i said was it wasn't for me and i fell asleep the first time i tried to watch it on hbo max and it wasn't like i watched it late at night i watched it at like 5 30 in the afternoon like i fell asleep watching it mind you i was working a lot so i was kind of tired i was i was just starting my break before christmas so i get that so I did try watching again, and I sat through it, and I was still like finding myself being like, "This is, this is boring." So I and I was like, "Me? Like, really? Like that's?" I was like, "Tell me what I said that you know justifies that me being called that." They couldn't, and then they blocked me, and then they deleted their tweet. So I was like, "Okay, cool. That uh, point proven." So. I'm going to be working on a new style going forward of some videos where I will start, you know, I'm not even going to watch what I say because it's not about watching what you say. It's presenting your opinion where it can't be misconstrued, where it's you're not getting so emotionally invested. Like, I love my comics, but when there's a change in my comics or this and that, I'm not so emotionally invested that I'm going to freaking be like, well, this writer did this. Oh, they're horrible. I hate them. They're they're selling out. It's like, dude, by definition, selling out is just doing something for money. I would, in a heartbeat, and me and Chris joke about this time, I'd sell out. Honestly, I would. Because if that means continuing to make my content and making a living off of it and being able to, you know, one day support a family, and have a nice house and nice things, but still get to create my content. Come on now. You, you you wouldn't take that? I would. Why do you think I don't have a full beard anymore? I have to keep it nice and trimmed for work. I can't go and look like a lumberjack. I would love to have a nice full, like luxurious beard. I can't. I gotta I gotta be clean cut for work. So you know, that's definitely me selling out my appearance to get a paycheck but yeah so that's some other stuff i'm gonna be working on definitely gonna be having the first one's gonna be matrix related and then i'm gonna have some other content come out after the new year going over like you know everything else i'll be working on but i have a nice stack of comic books in front of me now mind you they're not boarded and bagged do not harp on me about my boarding and bag that happened before and i was like listen i literally took them out of my comic book the bag that my comic book shop gives my comics in. Like, I recorded, and why would I board and bag them, then read them, then put them back in the board and bag? Obviously, I'm going to read them, and then board and bag them. Like, so, right off the bat, I have, this is an early Christmas present to myself, by the way. I finally got No One Left to Fight number two, or No One Left to Fight two, issue number one, issue number two, and issue number three. I love No One Left to Fight. If you remember when I found the first print of issue number one, Random Light a Comic Book Shop, I believe a year or so ago. No, it was it was 2019. I think it was before pandemic shit. Um, Aubrey Sitterson, regardless of your opinion of his, like from a writing standpoint, like No One Left to Fight is so good. The art on this, like uh fico osseo like that cover the artwork the coloring everything about no one left to fight is just so vibrant and so vivid and different than a lot of comics on the market right now and i am enjoying it so much 
Um, I was so happy I found all three of those because I I'm really bad with keeping up when comics are being released. So I forgot to add that to my pull list. Mind you, now we're three issues in. Very upset. I'm at uh, my comic book shop here has multiple locations. So I was at one of their sister locations, or actually I was at their main location because I go to one of the sister locations or whatever they want to call it. And I was just you know perusing. Looking for some stuff, maybe some Christmas presents for other people, some Christmas presents for myself, obviously. And I saw them on the shelf and it was like all three just like right next to each other. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm in. I need those. So grab those at, at cover price, obviously. And I get a discount as well because I got my little discount card. So those were a necessity. I needed them. And then obviously I went to my local comic shop and I was like, hey, um, can you put No One Left to Fight 2 on my pull list so I can get the rest, the last issue in this? Because I don't want to miss out. I missed out on the first three. And they're like, yeah. Okay. So, next up. Now, this this stuff is for my pull list now. That was just a pleasant surprise. Uh, let's see. Do I have everything in chronological? Okay, so nothing's in chronological order because I haven't gone in a little bit in a couple weeks. But you're going to notice a trend with these issues. There's going to be uh, not much from the big two. Um, which I'm going to be addressing in a pro probably another one-shot special like I did before with the whole me stopping the Hasbro Lightning Collection. I'm going to do that going over why the big two really haven't been doing it for me. Um, I actually started like planning that out. I might actually put that up uh, soon, actually. <laughs> but all right, so right off the bat. Uh, no chronological order, so you're going to see some number ones older than other ones. So right off the bat, I got the Stranger Things 4-4 for the Tomb of Ibuen. I had to pick I had to pick the Mikey cover, okay? I mean, it's cover A. I know it's the base cover, but man, come on. We got the Mikey on there. We got the Mikey. I was like, oh. Anyone who knows knows the Goonies. That's like... Go Goonies is still one of my favorite movies of all time ever since I was a kid. Just so good. Um... Speaking of so good, from uh, Mr. Kyle Higgins, Radiant Black, number 11. Radiant Black, this is a... Uh, out of all the new IPs and new series to start in this year, especially in the pandemic and this now, Radiant Black is a treasure. This is a series, if you like, you know, whether it's tokusatsu, Power Ranger stuff, action, fighting, superheroes, anything like that, trust me, Radiant Black is for you. You will really enjoy it. It's Kyle Higgins has proven time and time again consistency with his writing. Whether it was when he was on Mighty Morphin, starting Shattered Grid, Ultraman, now Radiant Black, and they're doing a spinoff one starting next year, and I believe Ryan Parrott's a part of it. Like Kyle Higgins has been consistent. Consistently writing great comics, great stories, and the care of the source. Like, I'm... A huge Ultraman fan. I'm a stickler for my Ultraman. I really, really enjoy Ultraman. And the fact that Hal Higgins did so well, I was like, you know what? Like he 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 takes good care of his source material. That's all I'm gonna say. And still gives us something fresh. So check out Radiant Black. You won't regret it. 11 issues in, so it hasn't been out long enough where you can't find some issues. I mean, they're selling like hotcakes, but you know what? You can still find some issues. Go find them. Read them. Buy them digital. Buy trades when they come out. I don't, it doesn't matter. Get those comics. They are really good. 
Speaking of really good. Also, Slaughter number three. Okay. I am such a huge fan of something that's killing the children. This House of Slaughter is still from the same, like, universe, world. This series. Like, Boom. I don't know what it is about Boom. I don't know where they keep, like... They're getting all these IPs. Like, I remember when they had, you know, Power Rangers, a few others. That was it. Then they just blew up with, like, all these IPs. They, it's just so, like, they had Mega Man. They had all, like, they're, they're, they're easily my favorite publisher right now. 100%. I mean, Dark Horse, like, I always enjoyed because they always get IPs for, like, shows and video games to do, like, adaptations or add-ons. And stuff like that. So, like, Dark Horse is always, you know, and they've been around for a lot longer for me. Um, but Boom Studios is just easily my favorite comic book publisher. Like, hands down. And it's not just from Power Rangers. I mean, they have, you know, they have House of Slaughter. Like, House of Slaughter is so, mm, so good. And something killed, killing the children is really good, too. Um, so, now, let's see. Looking at where I'm at right now. Um, okay, so the next couple issues were... It's from the big two. Uh, the only DC comic I'm getting right now is DC versus vampires. And honestly, this is issue three of 12. I'm here's, here's a fun story. I, it, it's obviously Tinian, same writer from, you know, something is killed little children and house of slaughter. So that's really honestly the reason why I'm, I'm actually pulling this issue, this comic. Um, Cause James is a really good writer. Really, really good. I, I, I know he's writing a lot of other stuff outside of it, but my first time realizing his name and actually getting into it was with uh, something that's killing the children. So James Tinian is just so good. That's one of the reasons why I got it. Um, it's actually the only DC comic I'm pulling. Uh, there's a lot of DC. DC, I'm in that weird place where everything from DC right now, I'm just waiting for trades to come out, and then I'm buying them. I'm not pulling any weekly, monthly, anything from DC right now. Um, and I'm going to go over that. Like I said, another video. It's, it's a long, drawn-out thing to like for why I'm really not you know, pulling from the big two. Um, you know? It, it's just not... If I do pull from you know the big two, it's mainly because my favorite writers are writing for them. Now, uh, this is actually getting pretty good. Because this is the Beyond tie-in for Miles Miles Spider-Man 33. Um, one of the only consistent Marvel comics I'm enjoying now. Like Donny Cates leaving Thor. Um, and Hickman leaving X-Men in the last month or so has been... Like, I, I will say, when a writer that I really enjoy leaves a comic book series, I don't instantly give up on the comic. I'll read one or two issues after they leave, see how the writing is, see how it carries over, because sometimes there's, like, you know... I don't know how to really word it like a passing out of the torch. Uh, best example, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. When Higgins was leaving and Ryan Parrott was on Go-Go, and then Ryan Parrott jumped up to Mighty Morphin, then we had Cinder Grace on Go-Go, the transition was so, like... They had their own styles and you noticeable individual styles with the dialogue and this and that, but the actual characters, quality, this and that did not suffer. And so I always give a chance, you know? And that's why, you know, with you know, Thor, I gave it a chance. I was like, you know what? It's been a good run. <laughs> it's been a good run with Thor. And then, you know, with Hickman's X-Men, I was like, even 
towards the end of his run, I was kind of like, man, they're leading into another big tie-in crossover thing. I was like, I, after House and Powers of X, that was exhausting. I'm just going to wait for the trades. So I just dropped X-Men and I dropped Thor off my pull list. It was painful to do after basically over a year of those being consistent and being issues I looked forward to every month. Um, but yeah, Miles Morales Spider-Man, 33 issues in. Yeah, it's it's good. I, and it's going to be something I have to talk about later on because this is another long, drown-out like conversation, a self-conversation, so to speak, because the, the issues between like normal people who just watch like into the spider-verse watching spider-man films and the people in the comic book you know who just want to read miles just want to have enjoy stomach then you get the overly analytical critics who use terms like tokenization and you know all sort of stuff like i don't think a lot of them realize like miles mouse is really good i get the points both sides are making of their criticism of miles or their love of miles but the both sides are presenting things wrong you know and there's no wrong way to present things but i'm saying wrong in the standpoint of coming from a place of anger and slinging mud and name calling other people in the fan base unnecessary it doesn't help and it's not going to point like it's going to make your point just instantly not matter or your opinion not matter or just be totally disregarded because you're just being a dick about it, you know? There's no way to put it, but you're being a dick. So, uh, Miles Spider-Man, something I gotta get into. But, I mentioned Donny Cates. Are we shocked? Are we shocked that some Donny Cates is about to pop up? Because Donny Cates is writing Hulk. That's right. This is issue number two. I have a separate video I've already done that I need to edit going over the first issue and now this issue. Uh, just going over the changes with the Hulk, Danny Kate's writing, how good it is, and how much I enjoy it. Um, because I've always been a Hulk fan. Um, like, Weapon H was good. Immortal Hulk, really good. From a modern standpoint, those are really good runs. Um, other than that, like, older Incredible Hulks were really good. But, like, Hulk always was, like, hit or miss with me. Always faltered a lot. So I was like, ah, this isn't that good. Like, I've always had a love-hate relationship with Hulk in the comics. Uh, so, I'm happy to finally have a Hulk comic that I'm enjoying. That's just a Hulk. No Weapon H, where he's part of, like, the Weapon X program, or Immortal Hulk. None of that stuff. It's just a Hulk comic. I'm enjoying it. Uh, definitely gonna, you know, I've already filmed it. i got to edit it and piece it in and add some stuff. Uh, definitely enjoying the Hulk right now. Two issues in. Um, Donny Cates. So I was able to like kind of turn off my fanboyism to actually like, you know, read it. Cause you know, I am a fanboy for certain writers, a hundred percent. Like there are writers that I will follow and read whatever they put out. If it's bad, obviously I won't, but I, I will give them a chance. If they're on a new project, they instantly I'm intrigued. I will check it out. Um, one thing that's always been consistent in my life is Archie comics. I have the holiday magic special one shot. Um, I love Archie Comics, honestly. Like, Archie Comics have never let me down. Because <laughs> it's not that the expectations are low. It's just that it's Archie, okay? Like, yeah, we have the crossovers like Archie and Predator and, you know, the one where Jughead, The Hunger and stuff like that. Like, But 
Archie Comics I always enjoyed. And it's kind of funny from a comic book standpoint and kind of the circles I'm around in. That's the thing I get made fun of the most and like, you know, roasted for is my love of Archie Comics. And I'm just but like, it's all in good fun. It's not actually like malicious. They're just like, hey, you're going to go read another Archie. You're going to go watch Riverdale. I haven't watched Riverdale since season three. Thank you very much. I need to catch up, though, because Sabrina's going to be in the next season. So I actually have to catch up on that. Sidebar. But um, yeah, Archie Comics is just I've always enjoyed them. I as a kid uh, getting the Archie Digests. And then, you know, the comics. I mean, anyone who knows already knows. I mean, if you go back to 2019 and you listen to the episode, my mom was a nerd this whole entire time where I got into it with my mom because she was holding out on me when she had a whole bunch of Archie comics, First Prince, original owner from like 61 through 64. And I'm like, I've been your kid for how long? Like, you knew I like comics and once in your head. We're like, oh, by the way, I have these. So... That was a fun episode. You should go back and listen to it. It was actually really good. I wish I was doing video podcasts at the time because I was traveling. So I actually recorded it, like half of it while I was back home on the East Coast and the other half when I was back here in California. And I wish I was doing video because like it would have been so entertaining to like have my mom on there to like talk about comics because she's quite the comic person, you know? Uh, and more Donny Cates, but... That's it for the big two, actually, Marvel and DC, and then I got my Archies, but from Image, crossover, number 10, another new IP that started this year that is so good, like, it, it was very ambitious, I mean, you got John Hill on there, D. Conifei, Jeff Shaw, and Donny Cates, but man, crossover is just one of those comics where it's just like, so different. But something familiar about it, like, you know, it's, it doesn't feel like it's new. It's something new you're reading this and that, but it's something like where you're reading it. There's like that comfort because it's like, you you feel like you've been reading it forever, but it's only 10 issues in, but it's like, just that good where it's like, you're just like, the tropes are there, but they're not done in a, every comic does this type of way. I cross over, like when I start doing my, um, my uh, uh, end of the year stuff. Uh, definitely gonna be going over all the new, new my favorite IPs of the year that started in this and that. Um, speaking of, we're back. So like I said, these weren't in order. So now I have Radiant Black number ten. <laughs> Obviously, I haven't read ten or eleven yet because I just got these a couple days ago, and I have been finishing up work and Christmas stuff. But yeah, Radiant Black number ten. Uh, I already said what I did about Radiant Black. Not going to go over the whole spiel. It's Higgins. It's amazing. Go read it. Go buy it. Go support him. Uh, and then last issue. Mighty Morphin, number 14. They're still doing the Altarian War. Um, it's intriguing. Uh, I'm not saying, like, I'm falling out with uh, Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers in the comics. It's just... I don't want to say it's like overly ambitious, but I think there's just a lot going on and arc to arc. It's just like something greater and bigger. And I honestly miss Gogo Power Rangers so much. Uh, but Cena Grace, Grace was writing Gogo. It was so much. It was like a fun comic, like fun, like they're in school, daily life, this and that great writing. And I was just like, mm, like this was. And like, but now with like 
every time there's some big crossover, there's Altarian War, there's, you know, Post-Shatter Grid, there was, like, you know, all these other ones, and it's just, like, constantly just, like, mm, I, like, I just want some fun issues, you know? I want, like, I don't want all this action and build-up and doom and gloom, but that's not to say this is bad, these are bad comics, okay? They are really good. Like, Ryan Parrott is killing it. I'm just saying, for me, personally, I miss the Go Go Power Rangers run. That was that was such a good run. It really was. Um, I'm curious to see post Altarian War stuff. Um, I know we have a new writer taking over. One of them, I think he's taking over Power Rangers or Mighty Morphin. I didn't read the full announcement. Um, Ryan's still doing it, obviously, but this there's another writer getting brought in. And maybe some fresh ideas, fresh perspective. I know uh, Ryan is going over and doing something with Kyle with Radiant Universe, as I guess that's called. Is it called the Radiant Universe or Radiant Black Universe? I don't even know what it's called. I'm just going to call it the Radiant Universe, the RU, um, or the RCU, the Radiant Comic Universe. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, that's all my comics. That's, you know, that's it. That's my stuff for comics and games. But what am I watching? So I already said I watched The Matrix. We already saw Spider-Man because obviously I did that big, huge video. Um, I caught up on Hawkeye. That was really cool. Really enjoyed that show. Um, no spoilers. I'm not going to spoil it on this. Uh, just catching up on a lot of TV shows. I rewatch like so every, around this time every year, except for last year, I kind of rewatch shows that like I love. My guilty pleasure shows. And one of my guilty pleasure shows is Psych. I love Psych. One of the best USA Network shows ever made. Uh, so I started rewatching that. I didn't realize how fast I can get through seasons. I'm already on season three. Um, and then, because it was on sale on Amazon, I got the uh, Gridman complete series anime. I obviously have the live action one on the shelf behind right there. Um, so I got the Blu-ray because it was on sale. Usually it's like 50 bucks. It was on sale for $24.99. I needed it because I've been wanting to watch this. Yes, I know I have Funimation now. I could stream it on there, but it's not the same. I want the special features. I want the Blu-ray. And yes, I am actually watching it via the digital copy on my phone. So, okay, that just defeated the purpose, honestly. Um, but no, I actually I was watching it on the TV as well. Um, I just there's certain shows like I don't like always relying on streaming services. Um, I really don't, especially for anime, because it could just be gone at any moment. Um, but Gridman was something I really wanted. I wanted the Blu-ray. I just, I love the art style, the anime. Uh, I got to get the Dynaman one or whatever it's called as well. Um, there's, I'm 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 picky with, cause I try to wait for deals. I'm not trying to spend a lot of money. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, Gridman, Clay series is what I'm watching right now. I actually just started it. I'm two episodes in. There's only twelve episodes, which is why also it's like twelve episodes. I couldn't justify paying fifty dollars for a Blu-ray for twelve fucking episodes. I could not. That is too much money for 12 episodes. 24? I was like, that's fine. That's $2 an episode. I'll allow it. That's not That's not a big deal. But yeah, Gridman definitely was... Uh, I've been, you know, I've been stocking that and the price of it. So getting it for that price made it worth it. Really, like, enjoying it. Um, and, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to get back into more anime. I, I've always loved anime. Um... Like right now, I'm I'm a little bit behind on Digimon Ghost Game. Um, 
and a few other animes like my hero i'm way behind on like i'm a whole season behind on that and then also i'm going back and watching more gundam stuff because i miss so many seasons of gundam and building the gunpla kits and this and that on stream or for youtube like really getting me back into gundam i mean i used to watch that a lot as a kid even in my teenage years like freaking we had seed and this waltz the film like all that stuff playing the video games unicorn is still my favorite series um but it's like i'm getting back into that i want to like you know even if it's like one episode a day two episodes a day just you know my favorite terminology chipping away at it i'm just trying to you know get well i have the time and you know branch out into other media genre forms that i really love and really enjoy and i'm passionate about and kind of reintroducing myself and refamiliarizing myself with them because I want to make more content about it. And so I don't sound like a bumbling idiot. And I want to, you know, be able to actually reference and, you know, know what I'm fucking talking about. That's why I'm rewatching and re and, and watching new stuff. Um, but that that's it for the episode. You know, like I said, uh, it's Christmas. You know, I'm going to call my family. Uh, me and the lady, we did our gifts. Um, which is why I have that nice... Ultraman statue, which, in case you didn't know, for those of you watching YouTube, freaking lights up. That is freaking delicious. I love Ultraman so much, you know. Got some games, comics, you know, this and that, hoodies. It's been, you know, fun, fun holiday, you know. We're gonna go out for a bit. Um, but with that being said, I think as for listening, watching, checking out episode 98 of a nerd named mark podcast if you're watching on youtube all the links to everything will be below if you're listening on one of your favorite streaming platforms all the links are below the nerd name mark podcast is available on spotify uh, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts. is it still called google Podcasts? i feel like they keep renaming it all the time uh, iHeartRadio. i already said spotify podcast for public basically you type in a nerd name mark podcast in google and it pops up everywhere or you could just go to anchor.fm slash A-N-N-M podcast, all, no space, and it'll bring you to a centralized hub. You can listen to it on Anchor, or they'll just have all the icons below it. You click one of those, it brings you right over. If you're on YouTube, you're already watching this, so why don't you hit that like button, maybe subscribe to the channel. I have a lot of content coming through. You can check out other video versions of the podcast and older episodes as well. And with that being said, like I said, I thank you guys. For checking out the episode merry christmas if you celebrate christmas merry christmas if you don't happy holidays hopefully you're enjoying your saturday um this is obviously not going live on saturday it's probably going to go live on monday because i'm i'm going to be in a food coma and i'm not going to i'm not going to edit this like i'm just filming it and i'll probably edit it like sunday night or monday morning because let's face it most of them i'm last minute i just edit it and throw it up like right when it's done rendering because you know planning stuff ahead of time me never who would think that would happen but i thank you guys for checking out episode 98 of a nerd named mark podcast my name is mark and i'm a nerd <laughs> <laughs>